Radio is back at the top of the hour, 5 o'clock on 89.1 WIBF-FM Cavalier Radio. And how about them Eagles? I called them out. I said what the Eagles had to do. They had to run the football with Jordan Howard. They had to run the football with Miles Sanders. And that's exactly what the Eagles did. The Eagles ran for over 180 yards in the game forced two turnovers both huge turnovers and the Eagles got the job done and defeated the Green Bay Packers 34 to 27 and I must say that this was probably one of the most impressive victories for the Eagles in in some time I they go in on the road and they take on a very tough Green Bay Packers team that is three and zero and their defense leads the NFL in takeaways and sacks and only has given up eleven points a game and the Eagles exposed that Green Bay defense. You saw a Packer defense that really struggled with stopping the run and Alshon Jeffrey even though he was on fifty percent he he had a big touchdown catch Goddard you saw Goddard get a score. This Eagles team is explosive, and it's only going to get better once Deshaun Jackson gets back and once uh, Jeffrey gets the full 100%. The Eagles had 10 days to rest. That's one of the beautiful things about Thursday night games. Yes, you're on a short week, but once you get past that short week, you get it's pretty much like having a whole bye week. The Eagles had 10 days off to prepare for the New York Jets who are just terrible. Their quarterback has mono, and he might play in in this game, but chances are he's not because mono, you're going to be out for a while if you have mono. For those who don't know what mono is, mono is like a kissing disease you can get. It's it's disgusting. It's nasty. I'm not going to get into the full detail on that one. And bear with me. I I do have a little allergies uh, for this show. And... It's just because of the weather, man. It's 90 degrees out in the Radnor area, and it's going to be 60 tomorrow. So, like, my body is like, what is going on? So, just a little side note, everyone. I don't know if you're experiencing allergies, but it's crazy. But anyway, Carson Wentz got the job done. He only completed 16 passes. He threw for less than 100 yards, but threw for big, for a big three passing touchdowns in the game. And... The Eagles stuck to their game plan. They knew that they were going to have to run all over this Packers defense. And that was going to take away from Carson Wentz's passing yards. We all knew that coming in. And and Carson Wentz played a very good game. And the stats won't indicate that. Now, he did miss a couple throws. He missed Jeffrey, Jeffrey on a wide open, big third down play. That was a crucial miss. Luckily, the Eagles got an interception from Aaron Rodgers with one minute left in the game. But you got to make that throw, Wentz. But other than that, Wentz played amazing. He managed the game. He audibled runs. He threw key passes when they needed to be done. 
And Jordan Howard had two rushing touchdowns and one receiving touchdown. People were saying, man, give this man the ball. I know he has vision problems, and I know there's the film, the Lions film, one of the worst losses in Eagles history, in my opinion. He missed so many holes against the Lions, but this, this week, the game ball has to go to the offensive line. They were making big holes that a truck could drive could drive through. I want you guys to sit and watch the tape before this Sunday's game against the Jets because the Jets' rushing defense is one of the best in football. So the Eagles' offensive line is going to have to is going to have a tall task if, if the Eagles can can continue this running game. And next week will be a great test. If there's one thing the Jets do really well is they stop the run. And if the Eagles can still run the football like they can, watch out, folks. This Eagles offensive line is scary good, and it's one of the best in football. The Eagles now move to 2-2 two two for the season. They avoided that 1-3 start. And honestly, the Lions are a lot better than, a lot of, than people gave them credit for. They played the Chiefs very tough this past weekend. But... I do not see this Lions team being a playoff team. I do see the Packers team, though, fighting for the playoff spot and getting that win over the Packers and having that tiebreaker over Green Bay. That is huge for the Philadelphia Eagles, and it's going to be a great indicator, and, and it might come down to that. It might come down to the Eagles-Packers because the Bears look really good, and it, just, despite their offensive, like how garbage their offense is, their defense is something special, and they might win the division. And then you're gonna have the Packers and Eagles fight for that wild card spot because right now, man, the Vikings. But I'll get to that later. Um, but right now, Eagles talk. This first topic strictly Eagles talk. Eagles defeated the Packers. What do you guys? What do you guys think is their the biggest takeaway from this Eagles game? Was it their offensive line? being so dominant or was it the defense making key plays when it mattered most but the Eagles really need to help need help on their secondary the Eagles defense has given up the second most yards in the NFL they rank 31st in football in yards passing yards allowed a game quarterbacks are torching this Eagles defense left and right the Eagles need a cornerback, and I'm going to get to who who could they possibly get on the next topic of today's Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. But this Eagles secondary really needs help on the cornerback position. Maddox got exposed. Devontae Adams had over 160 receiving yards in the first half of the game, and he didn't even play in the final two minutes of the game because he hurt his toe. Imagine if he does play. Does he score a touchdown? Does, he, does Aaron Rodgers give him the ball more? Who knows? But the Eagles took on, and the Eagles got a very tough win in Lambeau Field on a short week. Doug Peterson now moves to 5-0 on Thursday night football games. There's something about Thursday night and Doug Peterson. He loves Thursday night games. And now the Eagles are now 2-2. Two and two, And with Dallas's loss, the Eagles are only a game back from the division. And I'm excited. I am. I'm ready. Eagles take on the Jets week five. Then they go on the road to Minnesota, Dallas, and Buffalo. 
Those are going to be three critical games for this Philadelphia Eagles team, and I think they can win all three. Definitely go at least two and one in those road games. But first, you have to take, you got to take care of business against the Jets. This Jets team is not good. The Eagles are a 13 and a half point favorite, and honestly, I'm taking the Eagles to win by that much. Coming back from a huge win at Lambeau, 10 days rest against a Jets team that's garbage. You have to stop Le'Veon Bell. Yes. But other than that, they have their third string quarterback in. Yes. It's screaming Eagles W. Get the three and two. Then, then you got Minnesota next week. And the Vikings, Kirk Cousins is just garbage. He is absolute garbage. And I'm expecting Eagles victory against the Vikings too. By the time Dallas comes, Eagles should be four and two. Dallas is going to take on Green Bay this week. I'm ready for that showdown in Dallas. Sunday night, 8-20, kickoff, prime time lights. I am ready. I'm ready. Are you ready? Because this Eagles team is ready to take off. This Green Bay game, I'm saying it, is the start of the Eagles taking off. The Lions lost. They needed that loss for them to wake themselves up and, and look at themselves in the mirror. Because they should not have lost to that Lions team. And honestly, they shouldn't have lost to Atlanta either. Atlanta stinks. Atlanta is now 1-3 in the season. And they look awful. So bad. Matt Ryan threw for over 400 yards and did not even have a touchdown. They lead the league in penalties. And they're supposed to have a veteran defense. And Matt Ryan at quarterback. Unacceptable. Anyway. You guys listen to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez on 89.1 WYBF FM Cavalier Radio. And what do you guys think about the Eagles? Was this the most impressive victory um, the Eagles had since the Super Bowl of, of 2017, 2017-2018 season? I want to hear answers. I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make an Instagram poll. And I will give you guys the live res results up to date. But for the next topic, as I give you guys a little teaser before we listen to Post Malone. The Philadelphia Eagles need help at the cornerback position. They also need help at the defensive line. I have a couple guys the Eagles should target. And one of the teams is 0-4. But we'll be back here on 89.1 WYBF FM Cavalier Radio, Swoop Radio, with Josh Sanchez. And Swoop Radio is back. I hope you guys enjoyed Old Town Road by Little Nas X. But now we are transitioning to the second topic of today's Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. So for all my mental health fans, I'm just letting you guys know for tonight's show, I'm doing all Philly sports this show because so much to talk about between the Eagles 
the Sixers media day and the stinking Philadelphia Phillies and also your Philadelphia Flyers start on Friday in Prague. I'm jealous or anything, but they're in Prague. But anyway, so to give, give a quick little shout out to the Flyers, there's so much to talk about right now. So anyway, I, I before we took that music break, Swoop Radio gave you guys a little teaser and I talked about who should the Eagles get in the secondary? Because last week I talked about Jalen Ramsey and I threw out his numbers and apparently the Eagles offered him two first round picks. They offered the Jaguars two first round picks and the Jaguars still declined him. So it looks like the Jaguars are going to continue to be stubborn and I don't know if Jalen Ramsey is going to be in an Eagles uniform. But I found a possible alternative. Some guys the Eagles should target. And the Denver Broncos are 0-4. And they really, like their offense is just, Joe Flacco sucks. He He does not have it anymore. You want to talk about one of the most overpaid guys after winning a Super Bowl? Joe Flacco. Complete garbage. He stinks. But anyway, the Eagles should target their number one corner, Chris Harris. And I'm going to throw some numbers for Chris Harris for all my listeners uh, listening. So far in 2019, he has had 12 tackles, two pass deflects, and people do not really throw it his way at all. He has 19 interceptions in his career with Denver. He's 30 years old. And he's, and he's on a contract here, so he's not going to be worth as much at all, if not anything. The Eagles do not have to give up that much at all. And why not throw in Von Miller in the mix, too? When I tell you Denver is ready to be in full rebuild mode, why not trade for Von Miller and Chris Harris? You can get your pass rusher and you can get your, your corner. Now, what is it going to take? It's probably going to take... Probably a couple a couple first round picks, not even first round picks, probably a second, a fourth, and then a player of the, uh, maybe a player like Sidney Jones or even Brandon Graham or one of the Eagles tackles. Because you got to you got to give Denver a little something, you know, you give Denver a young corner and you give them a, an experienced veteran. I, I love Brandon Graham. Brandon Graham is is going to be a Philly legend forever. But let's be honest here. If you can get Von Miller, and Von Miller is one of the best pass rushers in the game, you could tell, like, he's tired of playing in Denver. He wants out. He's not going to voice his opinion, but he wants out. This Denver team is no longer a contender. It's rebuild mode in Denver, so now it's time to take advantage of that. So I know a lot of the media is talking about Chris Harris and trading for Chris Harris, but I'm going to throw in another name. Why not try and trade for Von Miller? The Eagles need a pass rusher so desperately, and you can get a corner in Chris Harris that can shut down one side. Jalen Mills comes back from the from the camp physically cannot perform list, and then you throw in Douglas and Maddox when he gets healthy, and you got something there. And then you got Von Miller, Fletcher Cox, Derek Barnett as your pass rush, Vinnie Curry. 
that that's some little that that's some that's some fire right there that's a super bowl team right there but what do you guys think do you guys think the eagles should target chris harris <clears throat> because it looks like jalen ramsey is not going to be an eagles in an in eagles uniform he probably and he might i mean there's still eagles still have a lot of time and hallie roseman one thing about hallie roseman he gets the job done unlike Mike Clintack for the Philadelphia Phillies cannot stand him. He is an, he is an absolute, ugh, I, I just cannot stand him. But Chris Harris Jr., he's 30 years old on a contract year. You get him for a one-year rental. Super Bowl, Super Bowl year. You guys said you want to go to the big game. You got to make this big move to get to the big game. You get that shutdown corner. You get that pass rusher in Von Miller experienced veterans that still have room in the tank a couple years left in them why not the broncos are 0-4 and they're not it, they're, it looks like they're not going anywhere this year joe flacco's a delaware guy but joe flacco's not it and it, it's time to blow up the ship in denver so why not why not eagles why not you guys listen to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez on 89.1 WYBF FM Cavalier Radio. Before we take a quick, a quick little break here, we got to recap my picks from last week because for all my Swoop Radio fans out there, I did not post a podcast Monday. I was not feeling good with allergies and I'm still a little under the weather now and it's and it's Wednesday. But the podcast will be out at 6 o'clock. You guys know the drill. Eastern Time, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. But last week, I went 3-2 and two in my picks. I, I picked the Eagles to beat the Packers. I picked the Saints to beat the Cowboys. I am 4-0 in my Cowboy games. It seems like I'm very good at dictating the haters. But when it comes to the Eagles, I'm 2-2, two and two, just like their record. I picked the Texans to beat the Panthers. I got that wrong. I picked the Ravens to beat the Browns. I got that wrong. But then I but then I predicted the Bears to beat the Vikings. And the Bears defeated the Vikings 16 to 6. Complete domination. <laughs> Kirk Cousins, I don't know why Minnesota would pay this man $84 million, but they are regretting every penny that they are sending them. So the Eagles defeated the Packers 34 to 27. Dallas lost 12 to 10. Their defense did not even allow a touchdown. They didn't even allow a touchdown in the game. Come on. They didn't even allow a touchdown and they still lost. The Texans lost to the Panthers 16 to 10. Christian McCaffrey is just absolutely sensational. He leads the league in rushing. He's top 10 in catching. And... It looks like nothing is stopping him. He is he is an MVP caliber player. He definitely deserves to be in the consideration. And if he's not, then that's a shame on the NFL. Some other big takeaways. Patriots Bills, 16-10. Brady doesn't even throw for a touchdown. He completes less than 50% of his passes. And the Patriots defense forces three picks, a block punt, and gets the job done. Patriots move to 4-0. Uh, the games that I, that I also predicted, uh, the the 
Chubb from the Browns ran all over the Ravens defense. The Browns put up 40 points. The Browns won 40 to 25. Chiefs Lions came down to the wire. Patrick Mahomes didn't throw for a single touchdown pass. But the Chiefs got scored all their touchdowns on the ground, moved to 4-0 in the season. The Buccaneers upset the Los Angeles Rams. They put up 55 points. Yes, I am not. I'm not going crazy. The Buccaneers defeated the Rams 55 to 40 and just complete. That was the upset of the week. Rams now fall to three and one. And Jaguars beat the Broncos. Leonard Fournette ran for over 220 yards. Sensational. I have him on my fantasy team. Even though my fantasy team right now is one and three, I have all banged up receivers. Tyreek Hill, Deshaun Jackson, AJ Green, Golden Tate being suspended. I'm every time I John, I just added John Ross a couple weeks ago. He's hurt. Man, dude, like it seems like whatever receiver I get is getting hurt, and it's not good. But anyway, I can hold it down. I can hold down the fort um, for a little bit. And. Yeah, I, that, that was that recaps all my games. And for the last part of the second topic, I was going to let you give you guys Swoop Radio's current top five teams in the NFL after week four's action. I'm going to do this every week as well. Starting at number five, I'm going to have to go with, as I'm thinking to my head here, because number one and two is easy. I already know who's going to be number one and two. Number five is going to have to be your Philadelphia Eagles. And I'm not saying this out of bias. I'm saying this because they had an impressive win over Green Bay in Green Bay. The Eagles offense really showed their explosiveness. And watch out, folks. When they get healthy, this team is going to be sensational. The reason why they're at five is because of their offensive line. The Eagles offensive line is one of the best in football, and then they they can take defenses out of the game if they just stay committed to the run. You're gonna see, you're gonna watch something special in Philadelphia. The Eagles are your number five team. Actually, no, I apologize. The Bears are the number five team. The Eagles are number six. My fault. And that's why I was thinking in my head, I was like, Bears, Eagles, nah. Eagles are six, Bears are five. The Bears defense held the Vikings to just six points. This Bears defense is the best in football, and they deserve to be at number five. And the reason why they're at number five is because their offense is so poor. Gosh, their offense sucks. At number four, I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are legit. Their defense is legit. I'm going to give the Dallas Cowboys all their credit in the world. I put them ahead of the Eagles only because the Cowboys defense is better. They have great corners. They have great linebackers. They have a great defensive line. This Cowboys defense flies to the football. They held the Saints to no fit to no touchdowns at in a tough Superdome. It doesn't matter who's at quarterback playing at that environment is crazy. And the Saints didn't score a single touchdown in the game. Yes, Dak Prescott has his struggles. And yes, if you take Ezekiel Elliott out of the game, Dak Prescott is screwed, and the Cowboys' offense is very one-dimensional. But their defense gets them in the top five. Number three, your New Orleans Saints. They go on the road to Seattle, beat Seattle. They go 
and play a tough Cowboys team at home. They beat the Cowboys without Drew Brees. You got to give the Saints a third nod. They are 3-1, and one, and they look really good. They look really good. And I can't wait when Drew Brees comes back and how the Saints team is going to be. As an Eagles fans, I, I want Eagles Saints championship game. I want it. Do you guys want it? Anyway, at number two, the New England Patriots. I have the Patriots at two because Tom Brady looked awful last week. They should have lost the game, but the Patriots defense, here's some stats. This Patriots defense team has not allowed, has allowed, their defense has, has allowed the most punts in the game. So when a team's punting the ball, that means, that means that the Bill Belichick's defense is confusing the heck out of opposing teams. Most punts in football. Patriots, top five defense in takeaways. Fewest yards. This Patriots defense is special. And it's led by Bill Belichick. And Tom Brady, as he gets old and as he's hitting the cliff, he can still get the job done in the clutch. This Patriots team does it again. Four and out. Some honorable mentions before I, I mention this number one spot. The 49ers are my seventh team. They are undefeated. You got to give them props. I know they haven't really played anyone. And not a lot of people are talking about them. If they can continue to win, they will be they will move up and up and up. The Rams are eight. That loss to Tampa Bay really brought them down. And and the Rams, I'm I, like, what are they doing with Todd Gurley? Something's going on behind the scenes, and no one is talking about it. But my number one team in the NFL after Week Four is the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, no touchdowns, but the Chiefs get the job done. And they, beat a, and they beat a surprisingly tough team in Detroit. Matt Patricia's defense. He's doing something special. They, he didn't have his best corner in the game. And, and, and he held Patrick Mahomes to no passing touchdowns. Matt Patricia, you deserve all the credit. But now we're going to take a quick break here on 89.1 WIBF FM Cavalier Radio. Swoop Radio is going to transition to the next topic. Week 5 predictions and bets to pick on. So stick around. You guys listen to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. But anyway, as we transition to the big topic of today swoop radio with josh sanchez this topic will probably take us all the way to the top of the hour so week five picks in the nfl i give you guys five games a week last week i went three and two the week before i went i gave you guys six and i went four and two so after going four and one week one one and four week two and four my fall week two these past two weeks Four and two and three and two looking very good for the season. If you do the math, that is that is four plus one, four plus two, that's six. Six plus four is ten. Ten plus three is thirteen. Thirteen, my overall record is thirteen and eight so far, because I had four losses. One, so that's five. One week one. Four week two. I want to bring that out there. Two week three, 
So that's yeah. Yeah, 13 and 8 for the season. So that is my overall record. And if you can't, and if I can't check my math, then it looks like I need to go back to math class, take another math class. But anyway, so far my picks are 13 and 8 for the season. I do every Cowboys game, do every Eagles game. I'm gonna start with the Dallas Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers. The Packers have had 10 game, 10 days to prepare for this Dallas Cowboys team. They they are gonna have to find a way to stop Ezekiel Elliott on the ground. It's going to be a very tough one because Ezekiel Elliott is one of the best running backs, if not the best running back in all of football. And Green Bay just gave up over 180 rushing yards to the Eagles. And they gave up over 180 to Dalvin Cook. So this Packers team is going to have to stop the run. Tyron Smith, though, however, for the for the Dallas Cowboys, Tyron Smith, their best lineman, is banged up. And it looks like he will not go against the Packers. If he does not go, I got the Green Bay Packers defeating the Dallas Cowboys, making the Dallas Cowboys go to 3-2. and two. It's going to be a very close game. I got the Green Bay Packers winning on a Mason Crosby field goal. Seconds to spare. Cowboys win 27. No, not not Dallas Cowboys. Packers win 27. No, 31 to 28. Packers beat the Green Bay Packers. I think Aaron Rodgers feeds off of that 400-yard game, and I think he torches this Dallas defense. You got to realize it's not Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback anymore. I think I think Rodgers Rogers has Dallas's number in Dallas. It's just something about Rodgers playing in green in in Dallas. He loves it. He loves the spotlight. So I got the I got the Green Bay Packers beating the Dallas Cowboys 31 to 28. Next game, I'm going to do Ravens versus Steelers in this game. I've been picking a lot of Raven games. Should I do Ravens Steelers? Should I? I mean, I don't. I mean, I've been doing a lot of Ravens games, so I don't, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna do the Ravens Steelers. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna do Colts and the Chiefs Sunday night. I got the Chiefs going five and zero, defeating the Colts. I know the Colts are gonna come off of a bad loss, but I, I think the Chiefs will get the job done and force a key turnover in the game. I got the Chiefs winning thirty-five to thirty-one in this one. So, so far as I'm running it down, Packers 31, Cowboys 28, Mason Crosby game-winning field goal. Chiefs beat the Colts 35-31 in a shootout. It's going to be another shootout similar to the Lions game. Patrick Mahomes gets three touchdowns this game. Uh, no rushing touchdowns from uh, <laughs> from the running backs this week. I'm going to do the Rams-Seahawks game tomorrow night, 8-20. For my podcast, it'll be the actual game day. Rams are coming off of a huge loss to the Buccaneers, I think they bounce back and they beat the Saint, the Seahawks in Seattle. I got the Rams winning 31 to 24. I think their defense really shows up and stifles Russell Wilson on the ground. Expect Aaron Donald to get at least three sacks in the game. So so far, I got Rams, Cow. I got Rams, Packers, Chiefs. The fourth game, obviously Eagles Jets. That's an easy one. Eagles are going to steamroll the Jets 35 to 10. Expect Wentz to throw for four touchdowns. Jordan Howard run for two scores. Defense forces an interception. Total beatdown in Philly. Got the Eagles beating the Jets 35-10. to 10. And my last game that I'm going to do for the week is 
as I'm going down the list, I'm thinking of another good game that I that I could choose because I'll leave Monday night for my Monday's podcast. I usually do the Monday night games on Monday's podcast. The last game I'm going to do, and both teams are pretty much struggling. I'm going to do the Texans and the Falcons. The Falcons taking a trip to Houston. Houston's coming off of a very disappointing loss. Falcons are one and three and desperate for a win. I got the Texans beating the Falcons 34 to 20. I think the Tex I think Deshaun Watson gets it going and the Texans improve the three and two on the season. The Falcons are gonna fall to one and four. And it, and it's and I think it's time for Dan Quinn to be fired in Atlanta. So to recap my picks, I got the Rams beating Seattle. I have the Packers beating the Cowboys, Chiefs beating the Colts, Texans beating the Falcons, and the Eagles beating the Jets. Tune in every Monday. I usually do my recap. Since I didn't do it this past Monday, I'm doing it this time. Now, to conclude this long segment, Super Raiders is going to give you guys some games to bet on. The Eagles are minus 13 and a half to the Jets as of today. Take that line. Eagles win big. The Eagles need to have a big win to show everyone that they're legit, and I think it's going to happen this week. Expect 35-plus points from the Eagles this week. The Saints are minus three against Tampa Bay. They're in the Dome. I know Tampa Bay is coming off of a big win against the Rams, but I don't expect this Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense offense to explode again. Pick the Saints at minus three and a half. I like that. I like that line. I, Teddy Bridgewater, I think, gets the job done. And he throws for a couple touchdowns. This Buccaneers defense is okay, but not great. Uh, here, another one. You have the... <clears throat> I would honestly bet this Thursday night game, take the Rams at plus one and a half. Everyone, they're, they're, they're getting snubbed because, because of their... Uh, against the Buccaneers, expect them to win big against Seattle. Another game to bet on, Cardinals... Bengals, a matchup versus two teams that have not have both have received have not gotten a win. Take the Bengals in this game. The Bengals are at home. Expect a win. They're only minus three. Another game to look at. There's a lot of good games this week. You got Oakland and Chicago. Don't ignore that one. I'm sorry, guys. I'm reading down the list. You have the Patriots and the Redskins. Redskins, they 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 are they are a hot mess. It's between them and the Dolphins. Actually, I'm sorry. The 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 uh the Dolphins do not play the Patriots this week. The Dolphins are playing the Redskins this week. Both teams are awful. Stay away from that game. I'm sorry, guys. Take the Colts. The Colts are plus 10 and a half against the Chiefs. Take that spread. Expect the Colts to hang in there and play it tough. Jim Irsay is a great coach. And expect the Colts to score some touchdowns in this one. No way the Chiefs are going to cover 10 and a half. So to recap the bets, Colts take that game and take the over of the over-under of Colts and Chiefs. Expect a lot of offense in that game. Eagles take the Eagles minus 13 and a half. Take the Saints over to Buccaneers. Bengals over to Cardinals. Rams over to Seattle. Those are your big, those are your bets. And that is Swoop Radio's picks to recap everything. Eagles. I got the Eagles. Packers. Rams. 
Texans and Chiefs this week, all to get victories. And to put your money on it, take money on the Colts, take money on the Eagles, take money on the Bengals. The Bengals are due for a win. Kyle, uh, Kyle Murray still learning how to play quarterback in Arizona. Expect him to throw a couple picks. But Swoop, Swoop Radio will be back after the top of the hour. Sixers Media Day happened yesterday on Tuesday. And man, I am so excited. I'm going to give you guys a whole season preview and what I expect from your Philadelphia 76ers. But Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez will be right back here on 89.1 WYBF-FM Cavalier Radio. And Swoop Radio is back. 610 Eastern Time in Radnor, Pennsylvania. It's your boy, Josh Sanchez. And what a good show it's been so far. Talking about the Eagles beating the Packers, having 10 days rest, and now take on the New York stinking Jets. And then, obviously, 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 Swoop Radio got into his picks. 13 and 8 for the season. Not bad on my picks. Not bad. Not bad. Not, not bad at all. 4-0 my Dallas Cowboy pick. So hopefully they lose to the Packers this week. Uh, a part of me is telling me that the Cowboys are going to win. But I, I just don't see it. I think the Cowboys-Eagles will play each other. When they play each other in two weeks, they're both going to be 4-2. I'm saying this right now. Both teams will be 4-2 when they play each other. So... It's going to be a shoot. It's going to be an instant classic showdown, just like it was last year. Dallas Eagles overtime. But, oh, man, that, that game broke my heart. Anyway, 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 anyway. I must say, <clears throat> your Philadelphia 76ers, this is an NBA Finals team from top to bottom. Their bench is a little weak, could be, but they got Mike Scott. They got Jordan Bolden. They have other. They have Trey Burke. They have a decent bench. That's an upgrade compared to last year's. I can tell you that. But this Sixers starting five. All these guys. I called out Embiid and Simmons the second Kawhi Leonard hit that jump shot. I went on a rant and I called them out. This all season was going to be huge for them too. Simmons got paid and B got paid. These are our cornerstone players for the next five years. Al Horford signed a four-year deal. Which is awesome. Josh Richardson joins the Philadelphia 76ers team. What can he do defensively? Josh Richardson is a dog on defense. He will lock you up and then hit threes like it's no problem. Josh Richardson is the perfect 3 and D type of guy that can complement Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Al Horford, Tobias Harris. Tobias, five years. These are going to be your starting five for years to come. 
The shortest person on their starting five is 6'6", and that's Josh Richardson. Not only is this team big and tall, they're also super athletic. Joel Embiid lost 25 pounds this offseason. He laid off the milkshakes at Chick-fil-A and actually got himself a serious diet. Because he said in media day, he said, quote, well, I'm paraphrasing. I'm not going to quote word for word, but I'm paraphrasing what he said. Joel Embiid said that he needs to put his body and himself in better situations where come playoff time, he's not dogging it. He's not feeling weak. You can't really control when you get sick, but you can control the balance of your body by eating right. So that's what Joel Embiid focused on this offseason. Dropped 25 pounds. Looks lighter. Has a brand new hairstyle. I don't know what the heck it is, but it's a new hairstyle for Joel Embiid. And he also said the fly equals fly song. He mumbled. I wish I could find the sound bite to that. If uh, if if, uh, if this station, we had a little budget, I would be able to. But uh, we're kind of a school station, so I don't really know. Maybe that might be copyright. But anyway, Joel Embiid. Dropped 25 pounds. I feel so happy for him. So, so proud of him. I called him out earlier in the summer. And Ben Simmons says that he's going to take jump shots when he's open. I'm not a believer until I see it, Mr. Ben Simmons. But I will say the fact that he's talking about and he's speaking so confidently. And he also talked about how he also talked about how this is the most fun he has ever played basketball. And he also said that this was, that yesterday's practice, Tuesday's practice, was one of the best practices the Sixers have ever had. I'm telling you, man, this Sixers team is hungry. They are ready to win. And I posted a poll so far, Eagles-Jets. I have 80% saying the Eagles are going to win. 20% say the Eagles are going to lose, obviously. It's probably a Cowboys fan. But I posted another poll. The Philadelphia, the Philadelphia 76ers winning 60-plus games. Gotta go with it. I'm taking it. Right now, the over-under with the Sixers is 55. I'm expecting 60-plus. Embiid talked about how he wants to win MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, and win over 60 games this year. Those are his three goals. He said that this is a big season for them. The team knows it. He knows it. I'm ready. Ready for some basketball now. But I know the Sixers got three weeks left to play. Uh, they're going to play some preseason games. So we're not going to see the Sixers team fully out until in three weeks when they tip off. And the Philadelphia 76ers in the first 20 games, they might steamroll opponents. I mean, like 15-5 and five record through the first 20. Like this Sixers team is hungry. And they're led by Embiid and Simmons. And in Simmons, this preseason, watch to see if he takes some jump shots. But if he hits a three, I'm ready. I'm excited. I am so excited. The Eagles, the one downside about the Eagles schedule, football is the best when it's in October. That's like the best month of football. And the Eagles will not have a single home game in the month of October. Well, Sorry, scratch that. This is the only week the Eagles will play at home in the whole month of October. The only month, the only week, they go on the road for three straight. 
Vikings, Cowboys, Bills. And then Eagles are home in December. Patriots, Bears. But anyway, your Philadelphia 76ers are ready. They take on the Boston Celtics on NBA tip-off the first game in uh, in three weeks. I'm going to give a quick little shout-out to your Philadelphia Flyers, adding veteran defensemen. I cannot pronounce their names. I'm not going to get in that too much of of a big detail. But the Flyers, the Fly Guys, will they make the playoffs? I got them as a seven seed. Seven or eight. It's just squeaking in. I know Jason Martinez on 97.5 The Fanatic. He has them at six ahead of the Penguins. And I know the Penguins are kind of rebuilding a little bit. They've been so dominant for years. But yeah, Flyers, they start Friday in Prague. Their season starts. You got the Flyers. You got the Sixers in the media day. Some other highlights of the media day. Tobias Harris does not regret passing on Team USA. He wanted to rest his body and fully heal himself for this season. Embiid is in better shape. He wants to play more. He's hungry. Ben Simmons is locked in. He's ready to take the next steps. Ben Simmons says, quote, I feel locked in. I feel ready. This summer has been huge for me. I'm more confident with the reps I've been putting in. If it's open, I'll take it. He was named NBA All-Star. Ben Simmons, Embiid, All-Stars. Embiid really talked about his diet and how he wants to lose weight. Like the list goes on and on with this team. And they all hit the whoa. They were all hitting the whoa. (coughs) There's a famous video. It's on Bleacher Report. Definitely tune in and listen to that. All the Sixers team, like they hit the whoa. I mean, some of them don't know what they're doing. But anyway, I I, I can't either. My my, my white butt, I don't know. I mean, my Puerto Rican butt. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, anyway. Your Philadelphia 76ers are ready for the 20. 20 well 2019 2020 NBA season and in the early power rankings they should be right up there with Los Angeles Clippers Lakers Bucks and Sixers they should be your top four I have the Sixers at two honestly gotta go Clippers Sixers Bucks Lakers in my opinion right now preseason favorites it's gonna be a huge season and I'm ready for the NBA season I am I'm so ready what do you guys think? Feel free to call into the station and voice your opinion. You can check out Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez on Apple Podcast and Spotify. Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez is going to take a quick music break here. Around 6.30, 6.40, Swoop Radio will bring you his last topic of the day. And it's going to be a big one. Phillies, baseball, and what needs to be done. But you guys listening to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez on 89.1 WYBF-FM Cavalier Radio. And Swoop Radio is back for the final big segment for today's show. It is 6.33 here at on a, a very hot Wednesday night 
here on 89.1 WIBF-FM Cavalier Radio. Uh, I'll give you a little rundown. Let's talk about the Sixers and their media. I'm expecting Sixers 60-plus wins. This team is ready for a legit playoff run. NBA Finals this year, your Philadelphia 76ers. I talked about Eagles Packers, gave my own predictions as well for this week's games in the NFL. Some games to also bet on as well. And now, what Swoop Radio we're going to talk about here is the Philadelphia Phillies, or should I say the stinking Phillies, because this team, you want to talk about disappointment. The over-under for this Phillies team coming into the season was 90 games, or it was, it was actually 89. It was like 88 or 89 games over under around that range. The Phillies didn't even come close to it. The Phillies finished 81 and 81 for the season, exactly 500. And Bryce Harper did his thing. Bryce Harper hit over 35 homers, drove in over 100 RBI, and batted over 250. That's what you're going to get from Bryce Harper 250. 30 to 40 homers over 100 RBI every year. That's what Bryce Harper is going to give you. But this Phillies team has no prospects, literally none. I mean, I saw, I, 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 they have a couple, it's not, and not exactly none, but they pretty much have nobody. They've missed out on so much talent. Like Juan Soto. Perfect example. The Phillies had a chance to draft Juan Soto. Well, because the because the Philadelphia Phillies spent so much money for Latin American scouting. So much money. Millions of dollars to scout Latin American uh, players from the Latin America region, around the uh, that region. Millions of dollars to scout talent. Juan Soto was one of the guys that was in that region. Phillies didn't even look at him. The Phillies end up, and, and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is another example. They didn't look at him either. But they instead, the Philadelphia Phillies got this guy named Ortiz, and he's in Class A, batting 152. Whereas other guys, Juan Soto, literally just hit a game-winning, or go-ahead, walk-off base hit, pretty much, not walk-off, but a go-ahead clutch hit to send the Nationals to the NLDS. Then you have Vladimir Guerrero Jr. who hit 40 over what? 40 home runs in the home run derby? Setting a record? And now, now, guess who the Phillies got? Ortiz. Not David Ortiz. Ortiz. So that's one example why the Philadelphia Phillies are so bad. Lack of scouting. Whoever's in that scouting department, whoever's in charge of it needs to get fired. Year after year after year, the Phillies have not made the playoffs since 2011. And you're sitting up here telling me other than Aaron Nola and Scott Kingery, the Phillies have no other home ground talent. Michael Franco, he's gone. You know, he's going to be gone this offseason. Reese Hoskins, you want to talk about awful? Reese Hoskins batted under 200 since the All-Star break. And in fact, Bamboo Brand, Bamboo Brad Miller hit more multi-home run games than Reese Hoskins. Bamboo Brand. 
whatever his name, Bamboo Brad, sorry, Bamboo Brad has had more multi-home run games than Reese Hoskins, your number four hitter. That is disgusting. That is pathetic. How is your number four hitter batting so terribly? You know why? It's because of these stupid analytic guys telling Hoskins to swing on an angle. That's what baseball is nowadays. You have to swing on an angle. More home runs. No more singles. Reese Hoskins batted 229, 29 home runs, less than 90 RBI driven in from your number four hitter. If Hoskins was giving you 35 and over 100 RBI, the Phillies would probably make the playoffs. Even despite their horrid pitching staff. So that's one of the reasons why the Phillies have been so bad. Injuries, obviously. Andrew McCutcheon, when the Phillies lost Andrew McCutcheon, that was a huge loss. He was their everyday outfielder. He was their leadoff hitter. And McCutcheon was a really good leadoff hitter. He was on track to be a four to five point to four point five win like war player. And if you have a war that high, you're having a great season. And then also Bruce goes down. Jay Bruce goes down. Uh, Dickerson goes down. Dickerson was playing really good with the Phillies before he went down. He was our most productive outfielder, in my opinion, uh, during the time. But this Philadelphia Phillies starting rotation. I'm not even going to get to the starting rotation yet. So I talked about Hoskins, talked about the injuries. Let's talk about these Phillies draft picks because I have the Phillies draft picks. I have them. I have their first round draft picks. I have a whole list. Here we go. Since 2011, because the Phillies had a great year in 2011, 2012 with the first in the first round. As I as I'm reading, as I'm reading these picks, my fault, my fault, guys. 2012, Mitch Guller, a pitcher, six foot three from Rochester, Washington. He was in high school, Nashville, Georgia. Where is he? What is he doing? He's 2012. What's up, Mitch? Where are you at, Mitch? Oh, yeah, Mitch is in Class A right now. Shane Watson, pitcher, Bellflower, California. He's in double A right now. God. Shane, I already said Shane Watson. That was 2012. Two first round picks. JP Crawford. He's in the MLB. Yes, he is, but he's no longer on the Phillies. And he was your first round 16th pick in the 2013 draft. They hit on Aaron Nola. I'll give him that. They hit on Aaron Nola. Cornelius Randolph. He's in double A right now with the 10th pick in the 2015 draft. Why isn't he up? Why? It's 2020. Where are you? With the first round, first overall pick, Mickey Moniak. He's in double A right now. Now he's 2016. He's 18 years old. So maybe he will make an appearance this year. Adam Heasley, first round, eighth pick. So the Phillies had the number one pick in 2016, the seventh pick in 2014, the eighth pick in 2017, 
The third pick in 2018, Alec Baum, third baseman. He's in double A right now. Adam, Adam Hazley, he's a hit. He's in the MLB. And he'll probably start. You should probably get some time next year, more time. But come on, Mickey Moniak. Come on, Mickey Moniak, your counterpart. Hazley's already made the MLB. What's going on with you? Double A. Missed. Number one overall pick. Come on, Phillies. And then Bryson Scott last year, 14th pick. He's single A, 21 years old. What my point is, the Phillies have continued to miss draft picks. They hit Aaron Nola. They messed up on J.P. Crawford. Completely messed up. Adam And Adam Hazley made the, made the MLB this year. Hopefully he will be good from maybe he might be a hit. But right now, it's not looking good from this Philadelphia Phillies team. And they need to have, they need to grow some homegrown talent. Reese Hoskins had a terrible year. Don't trade him yet. Let him play one more year. And if he stinks again next year, next year is gonna be a big see all season for him. If he stinks it up like he did this year, bye bye, bye bye Hoskins, bye bye. No more Phillies uniform for you. And knowing the Phillies' luck, watch Hoskins be a forty-plus home run hitter once he leaves the Philadelphia Phillies. <laughs> but yeah, they've missed out on draft picks. Matt, Matt Clintac, the owner, I cannot stand him. Yes, you got to give him some props for getting Ray Muto and Harper. Got to give him some props. I will. And Gene Segura, but Gene Segura is being a complete. Philly should trade him. He's a locker room. He does not want to be there. Uh, the Phillies look like a 90 win team, but what he did, he completely missed out on the rotation. He didn't get Dallas Keuchel. He didn't try to sign Patrick Corbin. He didn't try signing Wade Miley or Charlie Morton. He he went all in for hitting, but did not go a single. It didn't go a single mile for pitching. The Phillies pitching has been so bad this season. The Phillies pitching staff has combined for a 7.74 WAR, and WAR is wins above replacement as a staff that ranked 14th out of 15 teams in the NL. Aaron Nola. Accumulated for more than half of that, 3.6. The rest of the rotation, Zach Eiflin, Nick Pavetta, Jake Arietta getting hurt. Vargas, 5.48 ERA. Smiley, 4.14 ERA. Vince Velasquez, why is he still in a uniform? I don't know. 5.01 ERA, 20 starts. Why is he in a uniform? Why? Your ERA is over a five. Disgusting. The Phillies, their team ERA, their starting ERA, 4.57, six highest. Only two teams, the Giants and the Rockies, gave up more home runs per nine innings. That is awful. The Phillies need pitching. And if this, this offseason, the Phillies are going to have to try and get guys. Because Aaron Nola cannot do it himself. Aaron Nola has now, for two straight seasons in September, pitched some of the worst baseball I have seen. I, I, I'll give him a pass the first September. This year, though, he really he took steps back. Aaron Nola only won 12 games, had an ERA over 3.6 compared to a 17 win season, ERA under 220. He walked a lot of guys this year. 
Aaron Nola is going to have to step up next year, but the Phillies are going to have to find a clear-cut number two this offseason because right now they, they, they just don't have enough. Now, I will say injuries, Alvarez, Dominguez, Morgan, Neris, Nishak, Nicasso, Ramos, Robertson, all of those guys combined for just 251 innings. That is awful. Robertson, only 6.2 innings out of him. And they signed him to a two-year deal. And they probably, and they most likely are going to lose him for 2022. Isn't that crazy? You're paying someone to just throw six innings. That shows you this Philadelphia organization as a whole. And then Gabe Kapler and his analytics. I mean, with the roster that he had... Out of everyone, I feel like he deserves some a pass out of everyone. But now this is two straight Septembers where your team has collapsed. And your team is supposed to win 90 games. He did not get the job done. Gabe Kapler needs to go. Clintac needs to go. The whole front office in this Philadelphia team needs to go. Hit that reset button. It's time. You have a great, you have a good roster. All you need is the right people in the office and the right manager to get, to manage these guys and get them over the top. You have Charlie Manuel as your hitting coach. I know Joe Madden was having talks, but Joe Madden's probably going to go to the Angels. He's been with the Angels organization for over 30 seasons. Just let that sink in. The Phillies went 81 and 81. Terrible season disappointment in Philadelphia and all I can say is that the Phillies are going to have to get pitching or else they're going to continue to watch teams like the Nationals teams like the Braves continue to live it up in the postseason the Braves play the St. Louis Cardinals in a couple days the Nationals defeated the Brewers in a classic game this would be the perfect topic for the Phillies to end on. You want to talk about the Nationals. The Nationals and the Phillies played five games. The Nationals won all five games against the Phillies. And the Washington Nationals have now won nine straight baseball games. They are riding very hot right now. And they take on the, the Los Angeles Dodgers. And that's going to be a good series. And I'm going to end. We're going to take a quick little music break. But I'm going to say a bold statement. And then we're going to end Swoop Radio the right way. But the Washington Nationals defeated the Milwaukee Brewers 4-3. And Max Scherzer did give up two home runs, and the Brewers were up 3-1. But baseball, literally, that's why it's the first of 27 outs. Bases loaded, two outs, bottom of the eighth. Juan Soto, a guy the Phillies missed, hits a rocket for a base hit. The rookie right fielder that replaced Christian Yeltsin, because... Yelich, because he did break his whole knee. He makes an error. All three runners score. Nationals get the save. Nationals win 4-3. Brewers go home. And now the Nationals take on the Dodgers. But you're listening to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez on 89.1 WYBF-FM Cavalier Radio. We are going to take a quick music break, and we are going to wrap up this show next. But you guys are listening to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. 
and Swoop Radio is back. I hope you guys enjoyed tonight's show. I talked about all Eagle sports. I know my mental health fans listening. So much to talk about in the Philadelphia region when it comes to sports and stuff like that. But I also have, for my mental health listeners, I do have my own very special interview with a mother from Seattle. Her podcast is called Uh, One Broken Mom, she really talks and gets into detail about her experiencing her experiences as a parent and how parents need to teach their children a different way. But anyway, that'll be on every that'll be on Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern time. If you guys missed this podcast or missed this show, don't worry. Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez will be on Apple Podcast and Spotify Tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Eastern time. But quick little show re re row down before I wrap everything up. Talked about the Eagles Packers. Eagles should trade for Calvin Harris and Von Miller. Got into Sixers talk. Got into my picks and bets. And also did a recap of my picks from the previous week. But I hope you guys have a wonderful night out there. Be safe. And this is Josh. Signing off. See you guys Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. But now, in a nice way, we're going to end this the right way. We're going to end this how we started with a Go Eagles Go chant. Actually, now it's not popping up. But anyway, have a good night, guys. This is Josh signing off. Swoop!